Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Thinking of Andy Reid, he did speak yesterday. You heard him uh, exclusively at noon as he speaks every Monday talking about uh, that win against Buffalo. And he mentioned Brett Veach and Listen to what Andy had to say, and it got me thinking more about looking back at not only this offseason and some of these free agent signings, right? Mike Edwards, Drew Tranquil, how important have those guys been specifically uh, with these injuries that have happened in-game or when Nick Bolton was out for a significant period of time? I mean, those have been massive signings, but also thinking about the draft. This is what Andy had to say yesterday about Brett Veach and assembling this team. Listen, I'm a big Brett Veach fan, so um, he he's done a – done a great job. I told him after the game, that's him. This game is him. This is a reflection of, of uh, all the time and effort he and his guys have put in. Um, it's just uh, that that's what it comes down to. They've given us good, good football players to coach. So you could talk, as I said, about the free agents and Mike Edwards having to step up and then he got hurt, unfortunately, but he stepped up throughout this year. You could mm-hmm. talk about the other free agent signings like Drew Tranquil. Uh, but for me, I go back to the draft. We all know the uh-huh. elephant in the room is the number one overall, not overall pick, first round pick, I should say, uh, for the Chiefs, FAU, Felix Andy DK Uzama. Uh-huh. And that to me is a off-season training camp, first month of next season discussion. Um, everybody's kind of dug their heels in on, on where they're on in that pick. I, I think, I don't know how you can already say it's a bust. I certainly can't tell you it's a good pick either. We're going to have to find out next year on, on Felix Andy DK Uzama, who hasn't played. I think... In an, in an era where you are championship uh, mode and, and basically Subor bust every year, mm. I want the best players out there. And to me, they have been putting the best players out there on the defensive line. On the flip side, some of you would, would probably say, well, then why did you spend a first-round pick? We've, we've discussed this story, where they were at. They tried to trade out of the round. They couldn't trade out. All Everything that's gone with that. We'll find out. We could be talking this time next year about uh, Felix Andy D.K. Uzama. I don't think he was ever supposed to be an impactful player. He's a developmental project, very young right. player. Now, again, people will argue that you shouldn't do that in the first round. I want to remind people that was pick 31 of the first round. It wasn't like they were picking 15th in the first round. And we also don't know if they've whiffed yet. Like, people are already making the determination that he's a bust. But again, I really don't want to have a Felix and UDK Uzama conversation. What I would like to do, though, is recognize how the draft is already, without even having that determined yet, is already looking better than it did two months ago. Yeah. Because Rashi Rice is not only near a 1,000-yard regular season performer, we all have now seen two playoff games, and the moment's not too big for this kid. He stepped up, and I know it wasn't the big touchdown catch, but his catch to get a first down where he was contested between two defenders, and he took a nice little hit, uh-huh. that was big time. That was a veteran type of catch that you see from guys that have been in the league for multiple years. Then Wanya Morris, I know he didn't play this last week. He's hurt. But that guy already started a couple games for you, and he was your uh-huh. third-round pick. Jamari Connor having a step up due to injury. Nearly recovered a fumble. Should have, should have just fell on it, right? Yeah, Jamari Connor's come up with some big-time hits. I'm just saying this past year's draft to me is, is looking better, and we still don't know what Felix is yet. Yeah, I think that it credits what the draft has also been the last two years, right? You drafted this defense essentially with Brian Cook, Troy, uh, George Karloftis, Leo Chennault, um, 
you know, with those, with Brian Cook, Leo Chanel, George Karloftis, Trent McDuffie, that draft that, you know, essentially went all the way into the playoffs last year and was significant. Karloftis has made the jump. Where are we right? at on Karloftis? Real quick. Jim Nance calls him Karloftis. And is that, have we, have we switched the pronunciation midseason? I always it was Karloftis, right? And well, now it's it, Karloftis. Is it, is it Rashi or Rashi? Wow, that switched all of a sudden after week two. I so think it is Rashi. I think it is Rashi, though, on like that Chris one. Chris Unicero really leans into Rashi. I think it is Rashi. I, but the Karloftis, I thought it was Karloftis. Kamara so or Kamara? Yeah, well, that one I just get confused Kamara. on. I just get confused okay. on that one. Yeah. I just, I just, but. I thought it was Karloftis, and now I think we're anyway. Karloftis. Karloftis is what Nance was. That was bothering me. I think Nance Nance did it the whole game. The whole game. I think Nance is right. Anyway, the only thing Nance has right is his quarter zips from Vineyard Vines. That's those are nice, man. Those are nice. That's a little golf collection, Nance. I got one of them because they're really expensive. I'm a big fan of the quarter zips. Big fan of this. Of course, it's quarter zip season, baby. Yeah. Um, But no, I think that when you (laughs) getting sidetracked, I think (laughs) that's my fault. No, that's fine. I I think that when you when you look at kind of the drafts that that have been Brett Veach in general is that some of them with picks are meant to be immediate, right? But also there's been signings that have kind of delayed impact immediate, right? Like you went out and got Charles and Minahue. That was to kind of help your defensive line. You already had George Karloftis from the previous year, Mike Dana, Derek Nottie, Chris Jones, like, hey, man, here's the deal. There's like four dudes that are in front of you. Go pick their brain. Get used to the NFL schedule. And then when things start to go different with contracts, we know that we have this. You look at the the cornerbacks, right? They had Charvarius Ward at one point, who's been great in San Francisco. And behind him was Legereus Sneed, right? And now I've had Legereus Sneed for those three years, getting ready to have a contract, which we all think, give him the Brinks truck, keep him in Kansas City. He should City. be the priority. Right. And then what you've also done is you plan Trent McDuffie behind that, right? So now you have another one that kind of comes out wave and, or that wave. And I think that if you look at Connor, maybe there's a chance, very small sample size, that maybe Brett Veach might have this good eye for corners. You look at Rasheed Rice or Rasheed Rice when it comes to the wide receivers, second round pick in this last draft class, where I think the storyline was exactly what it's been in the past for Andy Reid. Don't put a lot of pressure on your rookie. Make sure he can kind of develop. Make sure he understands where he needs to be and earn the trust with Patrick Mahomes, which those are really big three key steps in an Andy Reid offense. It's loaded. We know that it's like the, the depth of that offense and, and the, the, the way you have to look into it and all the semantics to go into an Andy Reid offense is tough. Only two rookie wide receivers have ever been really, really successful in it. Macklin and Deshaun Jackson, right? Freak athletes. You got into the part of the season where you trusted what you had, which is where this helps with Rashi Rice and, and coming out of what is it? SMU, right? Mm-hmm. You got him out of there. And all of a sudden it was like, all right, He's been good enough. I think Mahomes trusts him enough. Let's change our offense week 17 against Cincinnati and see what happens. And since that moment, that's where this whole thing has gone. And you've leaned on a rookie who's been impactful this season, who I still believe is a wide receiver too, and a Kansas City offense. I think you'll go get or eventually have that wide receiver one. But it's been great. And Wani Morris had some time struggling as a lineman. And I've heard Nate Taylor, Pete Sweeney, all these guys that follow this team. That's fine. He's a first-year player. If you're going to mess up, mess up in your first year, and then in your second year, you're like, okay, if we can't sign one of these guys that's going to be a free agent in the future, Creed, I think, is going to get locked up, Trey Smith, you know, whatever, and then Joe Tooney, we have injuries and also age. 
Maybe now you can get a Wanya Morris that can help on that outside as well. We know the the formula for, you know, when we compare them, the only team we were in franchise we can really compare them to in terms of the run that we think they have a chance to go on is what the Patriots did for all those years. And right. so you think about what they were able to do before the last couple of years where Belichick has turned out to be a, a poor talent evaluator. I still think he's a really good coach, but a poor talent evaluator recently with their drafts. But for a while, what did they do? So one, they, they moved on from guys at the right time ahead of schedule, theoretically. And they also continue to build through the draft. Like, it sounds so simple, but that that's why when we mentioned the rest of the AFC, we started the show talking about Manning and Brady and all that, but uh-huh. the, the key for that, yes, have the quarterback. They have it, clearly. And Patrick Mahomes, he's the best quarterback in football. It's not even close. And when you're thinking about building out rosters for it, I know Brett Veach, while he's not immune to criticism, we've talked plenty about the wide receiver position, and boy, did they push the limit this year of what you can throw out there wide receiver wise and still find yourself in an AFC title game. Right. But you have to build through the draft. If you're going to have these sustained windows, even with the great, great quarterback. And yeah. that is one thing we know he can do. Whereas I look at Buffalo, that cap hit for Josh Allen's about to go up big time. I don't know what Brandon Bean, who's done a very good job uh, as, as their general manager, you know, can, can they actually build uh, with Josh Allen making all that money? We'll, we'll find out. They got a lot of decisions to make. Cincinnati's a year or two away from having to make those type of tougher decisions. Like I, I know that's what always gives me confidence going forward beyond even this year. I know that the general manager and his, his staff, right? Brant Tillis and, and Borgonzi and others, they know how to assemble a, ca- a situation with the cap and a roster that still puts you in a position to get to a championship. And this year was, again, they pushed the limit offensively. But what did they do? Defensively, look, I mean, th- this defense was, was built you know, through the draft in large part. It right. really was. Like, I know Chris Jones has been here for a while before. Sure. But if you we, you just mentioned through all the guys in this, I mean, the entire secondary other than Justin Reed, basically, right now, the guys, you know, Sneed and McDuffie, those are all drafted guys. Sure. And when they sign people in the offseason, it's where you can get that player for a reasonable price, right? And every single season, either in the draft or in free agency, issues have been addressed. That's why I feel confident with the wide receiver situation this offseason. You look at the first season that Mahomes went to the AFC Championship game. The problem was the defense. After that, Bob Sutton's gone. Enter Tyron Matthew. Great offseason signing by Brett Veach. You win a Super Bowl. You change your defensive scheme. You get spags. He's all of a sudden your defensive coordinator. What happens in the next year? Your offensive line plummets towards the end. You lose a Super Bowl because the defensive line is so much more powerful than your offensive line. Your quarterback's running for his life. What do you do? You sign Joe Tooney. You draft Creed and Trey Smith. The next year, ah, we can't get to Joe Burrow in the playoffs. We need more pressure on the quarterbacks. We need some more corners, and we need a defensive end. What'd you do? You got McDuffie, and you got Karloftis. This year, you're coming off what they said was a rebuilding year, right? Brett Veach held the trophy and said, this is what a rebuilding year looks like. And the text line says, the first round isn't for projects. Hell, neither is his number two, neither is the second. Well, there are anomalies, Texter, because sometimes you draft things to build for the future, like you have mentioned this last five or so minutes, where – there wasn't necessarily somebody that was a, a massive need at the time, right? There wasn't. And your defensive line and your defensive team is not going to be the same team for the next couple of years because you have too many free agents and not enough money. I know the cap is going to go up because the NFL is essentially a booming business. So there will be money to spend, but you're going to have questions when it comes to Chris Jones, when it comes to how much you're going to pay George Karloftis, how much money is Trent McDuffie and Legarius Knee going to get Nick Bolton, Willie Gage, Drew Tranquil, all these guys are going to come up. And when you have somebody that you've developed and you've gotten when you didn't need them to necessarily be impactful, you now have those years of experience with those guys 
guys that have fed him knowledge. And next thing you know, who knows? Felix and Duque Uzama comes to camp next year, lean, mean, all the cliches. And all of a sudden it's like, all right, this guy can get us five and a half, six sacks in year two as a starter. Mahomes was an impactful player his first year drafted. Yeah, that that one. I'm just I, defending I, myself. I, I hear you. You know, I, for the most part, I agree with 90. I, I think I agree with 99% of what you said. I, yeah. The Mahomes part is tough because I think we probably now have seen enough where when you're a specialist, he probably would have jumped in his rookie year and done what CJ Stroud was doing. I do think probably. that's true. Now, there, was there benefit of sitting out? No doubt. 